Thank you to Yedid Nafshi, Reb Chaim Tzvi, Shvigi Ben, Shvigi Zuntin Stark. Um, you mentioned what a tirch it is for people to come out in Erev Pesach. I suspect some people may want to get out of their house Erev Pesach, but having them all come to your house in Erev Pesach, and especially your Rebbe Tzvi, Shvigi Zuntin Stark, now that is truly something extraordinary, especially Erev Echassan and Metz Hashem, B'Shatoyim and Mitzlachas. So the schus of the mitzvah should be made for you and for your mishpacha, for all of your children, and for all of Kal Yisrael. I want to share with you a true story that happened maybe 15, 20 years ago. We were sitting at our Seder table in Monsi, and comes to Shveich HaMoscho, and you open up the door to let in Elio Hanovi, and I said to the children, everybody go, who's going to the door to let in Elio Hanovi? You know, so they, they run out to open the door, and I hear a commotion coming from the front door, and the kids are screeching, Elio Hanovi's here, Elio Hanovi's here! So, okay, yeah, come, come inside, let's go, let's go, we got it, we got to get moving. No, Elio Hanovi's really here, Elio Hanovi's here! So, I was a little bit intrigued by now. So, okay, let's, what's up? I go to the door, and there, Standing in the doorway, it's a tall man with a long white beard, long robe till the floor, with a white sash, with a magnificent, radiant smile, and his face is glowing. <laughs> I'm looking at this person, and I can say, "It's Eliyahu I said, "Okay, who's pulling this stunt? It could be this friend, that friend." I said, "Is it you, Yankee? Is it much? like who? What, what, what's what's going on over here?" Um, it turned out I, I wasn't aware that we had a guest um, who was sleeping in our basement over Yontem. He was a Svadashid who was eating the Seder by a car who lived down the block. And he had some, I guess they have some very special begodim, a long robe, and, it's, uh, and, uh, and he didn't forget the combination to get into the basement. And he came knocking at the door by divine providence at the exact moment when we opened up the door to let Elio Hanovi come in. Now, what was disturbing me was that why was it so posh to the children, it didn't enter their minds that that's not Elio Hanovi. And it didn't enter my mind that it is Elio Hanovi. <laughs> so, what do you mean? I, I, I try to think of every rational explanation except that perhaps Elio Hanovi. And why is it? Why is it to them it was so simple that of course Zelyanovi and to us that would seem the most irrational thing it can't be. Don't we say Animaman every day? And I mean if we're wearing Twillin and we're keeping Shabbos, Biyas HaMashiach is exactly the same reality and part of Yiddishkeit as everything else we do. Why are we so removed from it? Atkedekach that the first thing when we see in such an opportune moment and to imagine, oh, must be someone playing a trick. Pesach is the yontem of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is the most central theme in Yiddishkeit. It's uh, everything. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is probably the prime motivator in everything that we do. And yet it needs to be understood. Why is this such a compelling, um, profound part of Yiddishkeit what is the significance of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and why does it play such a strong and central role in everything that we do? 
Now many have the minig after the seder to say shir hashirim. The wit sadikim kedoshe elyon who wouldn't say shir hashirim a whole year, only leil pesach. They felt they were unable to say shir hashirim any time during the year. They felt their hearts would come to close hanefesh. They didn't have the strength the, to, to go through the, the gaguim and the passion of the psukim of Shir Hashirim to say, Heviani HaMelech Hadorov, Ani Ledoidi Vedoidi Li, Bikashti, Shalhava Nafshi, Bikashti Ovalay Mitzasiyo. They felt they wouldn't be able to, they, 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 they wouldn't be able to bear it. And so they didn't say Shir Hashirim. But Alel Pesach, after the Seder, the Helige Seidenach, they would take out the Shir Hashirim. And with tears streaming down their faces, Olga Eneim Demois. And they would say the Psukim, Yishakeini Minishiko Ispiu, Kitoivim Toidecho Miyoyin. Shechoyla Sahava Oni. Imtirum Toyra Sahava Ad Shetechpots. Their hearts were overflowing with love and devotion, with kisufin, with orgo, with longing, with aching for closeness to the Rabbi Shalom. What is so special, what is so extraordinary about this night, about this Leil Shimurim, the Leil Hiskadesh Chag? Why is it that it has such a hold on the deepest parts of our Neshama? Why is it that even assimilated Jews connect to the Seder and it's so deep a part of them. I know somebody told me he has, he has a, uh, he owns a few uh, car wash dealerships in, in upstate and New York and Connecticut and he decided on his own, you know, so many people come in you never know who's to eat. He bought before Pesach a couple of cases of Shmurah Matzah and people who come and say, you know, maybe you want one of these Shmurah Matzah. It turns out almost everybody's Jewish. It's unbelievable what's going on in the tri-state area says the response of people, they were so grateful, so emotional, so moved. Thank you, thank you. So he, he couldn't believe it. Why everybody was so excited and so elevated just to get a matzah. What, what is it? What is it about it that this night was so much mysterious nefesh, so much mysterious nefesh for the Seder. I grew up remembering hearing from my grandparents during the war, they were hiding from the Nazis. They were disguised as Goyim. And they had to be very, very careful that nobody should realize their identity. They weren't able, they weren't able to get ration cards because they didn't have any papers. They were, so they were really starving. Somehow they got, my grandmother got hold of some flour and during the year she would bake cookies and she would sell them, believe it or not, to the Nazi soldiers, to the German soldiers who were patrolling the city where they were. And uh, to try to make something that should be able to have what to live. And one of the soldiers, Yemach Shemoy, he, he loved the cookies so much, he bought my grandmother a present, a gift, a new rolling pin, which he set aside for Pesach to use to make matzahs. So he took this rolling pin that was given from this Amalek to make matzahs. And how they baked matzahs, they were living in a house with Goyim. They somehow managed with the little bit of flour to make five matzahs. And they had to go through the goy to the kitchen. They had to kasha the oven. And they had the dough over their arms wrapped in a towel. And they managed to 
bake five matzahs. There were bombs falling, there was bombs, and they were cashing their kalim outside. The night of the Leil HaSeder, there was house-to-house fighting. And there was the Russians against the Germans, and they were on the German side, and there was an order issued that you have to leave your door open all night in case a German soldier wants to come and take cover or to take a rest. And this is the night of Leil HaSeder. They didn't know what to do, so they put the small children to sleep. And they, my Zayda, my Baba, they were afraid to take a Haggad into the house, so they, my grandfather, whatever he remembered, Balpeh would say, and uh, they had a potato, they had no wine, they had no mora, but he said it was bitter enough, he made Kadesh, Kiddush on the matzah, in order to, and they said the Haggad, and during the night, a few times, soldiers came running in, and they had to act as if nothing was going on, and who knows how many Hundreds of more of such sedarim were held in places like this, were held in concentration camps, on the, in, in the shadow of the Malachamovas. Eden, this night, just connected and takes hold of us. And, and, and what is it? What, what, what is it about? What happened? What happened? Mitzias Mitzahim. Cherus. What is Cherus? What is freedom? Does freedom mean that the Constitution guarantees all of our religious rights? Does freedom mean I am financially independent and I can buy and have a go wherever I feel I want to go? That's not freedom. Cheres is the realization and the knowledge that I am Shaykh, I belong to a different reality than what's around me. Kolgoyim sivavuni Shem Hashem ki amilam to be able to be surrounded by an alien world, a culture that's not us, and to realize this is not who we are. I belong elsewhere. I'm shaykh to a world of Shomayim. On Pesach night, a nation stands up proudly and courageously. A nation who knows full well the meaning of Shebuchol Dor Vador, Oindim Oleinu Lechaloiseinu and stands up and says with full confidence and full certainty of its destiny, says, Loi omus ki maseko. This is cherus. This is the ability to know that we are not meshubit, we are not bound by anything else except the Rabbi Shalom. This is the ultimate cherus, and this stirs our soul. Ani yishayna v'libi er, we say in Shirashu. We may be asleep, but libi er, the heart of a yid is awake. And, the, and when it hears the knocking of kol doidi doife, it becomes awakened. On Pesach night, the Yontav of Geula, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is knocking, our hearts are awakened and we hear, Your light is coming. The glory and the splendor of HaKadosh Baruch Hu radiates from you. That realization is the experience of Cherus, that realization can only be felt by someone who is Liboy Er, because as Eden, our hearts are awake and in tune to this Hisoyerus. And so the Leila Seder takes us into a different existence. Now we know Yitzhiya's time didn't happen in one minute, it was a 
gradual process. HaKadosh Baruch Hu did it in stages. There was an entire year before Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim of Makas. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was ridiculing, was mocking, was humbling the Mitzrayim and telling them, you think you have control, you think you have the power, you're nothing. You don't make a difference, you're irrelevant. The Rabbi Nishalab is in control. He was showing again and again, taking us out of the illusion that we're part of Mitzrayim and gently bringing us to a place of a higher reality of who we really are. And anybody who has eyes can see that's what we're living through now. The last two years. What is HaKadosh Baruch Hu doing? He's smashing every idol. He's telling anyone and any any government, any leader who thinks that he has control, he has a deir. He's proclaiming, We see it every moment. We see that entire world self-destructing by itself, disintegrating with their insane ideologies, with, with their nonsense, with, 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 with their denial of reality, trying to thumb their noses at HaKadosh Baruch HaRachman Islam to prove to themselves and imagine themselves that they're so virtuous and so understanding. Watch them disintegrate, they're falling apart. It's falling in, 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 into fine white powder. The whole existence is becoming exposed as a complete ridiculous falsehood. We're watching this unfold. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is preparing us for the final stage. And on Shabbos HaGodl, what happened? Klal Yisrael went and they took the sheep, they took the Avodah of Mitzrayim in front of their eyes. And Moshe Rabbeinu, the Major says, was, was, was scared. He said, but how can you tell them to do such a thing? It's the God of the Egyptians. And yet they took them and no one said a word. The Mitzrayim watched and they did nothing. What, what was this ness? What, they became paralyzed? What, they couldn't move. Why didn't they, what, what type of people stands by when you take their God and, and, and you slaughter it and does nothing? Well, he, saw something, something, he saw a guy run to a shul and take out the Sefer Torah. You're chasing me. You do anything to stop him. Why did they do nothing? Because they saw the Behiris, the clarity, the certainty of Klal Yisrael, how clear they were about what they were doing. And the Emes was revealed with such a, to such a level that they were paralyzed. They couldn't move in the face of a revelation of truth. The final stage of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu does. HaKadosh Baruch Hu shows that he's in charge of the world. But we have to show 
The final step is that we have to show that we are part of His world. And that's where we belong. That we are fully confident with that. And we're not, we're not frightened and we're not controlled by the, by the Egyptian gods. We know who we are and we know what we have to do and we know where we really belong. Ani Yesheino er. A Yid's heart is always just about to be awakened. We've experienced something just now. Perhaps one of the most significant, the significant events in, in our lifetime. Something so foundational, so transformative happened to us that it really has to change us forever. And that was the petira of the Goyen B'Tzadik Hador, Abchayim Zeichet Tzadik B'Kodesh Lebrocha. Something happened to us that never happened to us before. We truly became Ador Yosem. We lost many giants over the years. There was always a Nachama. There was always a comfort. Reb Chaim was our comfort. He was the one who said, we are part of a generation that has a Chaim. A Pella, a Pella Hadoiris. He connects us to a world, a world of godless. As they say, Rav Hutna said, the Satmar Rebbe was the last lion, the let's delay. They say, Rav Chaim was the last Nechama, our last consolation. We have no Messiah how to deal with such a Matzav. We have no Messiah on it. But now like Esther Amalka in the palace of Achashverosh, Kein Ove'en, orphaned the generation. We're at the point where nothing can console us except as the Novi says, Hashem says, when you'll have no one to be Menachem you, I will come and console you. But something happened much deeper. Ani Yesheno Vulibi Er. Every one of us was, was shaken, was shaken to the core of our being. You know, Paul says that Esau, after Yaakov took the brachas, so uh, Esau went running to Yitzchak. He says, uh, I also want a brocha. And Yitzchak says, Samtiv, Ashtelzi says, whatever brocha I give you goes right to him because I made you his Ebed. So, what does he want a brocha for? The Gemara says, Esav was a koifer. He doesn't believe in a brocha. So, what is Esav carrying up? He's screaming, I gaffed that just one brocha. What do you do with this one brocha? What does he want it for? What does he need it for? You know why he needed it? Esav needed a picture of himself getting a bracha from Yitzchak. He took longer photographer. That's what he needed it for. What happened to us now is that we realize something. Yeah. You go to Yitzchak, you get a bracha, you get a picture. You want to be close to Tzadikim. 
But the realization that He is our world, that that's the world that we belong to, that world of Torah, that world of Dvekas, that world of, 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 of Lamalam and Ateva, that's us, that's who we are. That only hit home now. That's what's so fundamentally transformative about what happened. There's a new perspective, there's a new understanding. There's a connection. We belong to that world. That's the shayrish of our neshamas. And that's where we feel so lost and so broken and in such a state of mourning that only HaKadosh Baruch Hu can restore us. Only HaKadosh Baruch Hu can, 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 bring, can, can give us our life back. We realize this is our life. And that's why it's so important, Rabbi Yisai, ourselves in where we belong in who we are oh, the Mishnah says a person should be a tail of a lion rather than the head of a fox you don't realize how important I think this is one of the greatest of our generation is to live with this Mishnah there are arroyos, there are lions, there are Tamidah Chachomim, there are Bnei Teir, there are Oivdei Hashem. Who are our associations? Who, who, where do we belong? Where do we belong? A person has to strive, has to look to be with arroyos, even if it means I'll be less. I may be a zonov, I may be somewhere in the middle, I may not be the Rosh Lara, I may be a zonov of it instead. So it's a natural, it's easier. Let me just find where I'm more comfortable, and maybe I can even be a Rosh amongst the Shtualim. We know why a person has to be a zonov la Rosh. The Maral says, remember, it's Mavur and Zoyer also this. It says, because a tail of a lion is also a lion. A tail of a lion is also a lion. So even if I'm just a zona of laroyos, but I'm an ari, I'm a lion. And a roish l'shualim is just a shual. And perhaps we can add that a roish of a shual is even more of a shual than the tail of a shual. How many people are walking around with dreams, with chaloimis, with ambitions of how, what, what am I going to be? What am I, I'm going to be the roish of what? Of, of what type of world, of what type of existence? I'm going to be the most talked about. I'm going to be. I'm going to have the nicest house, the fanciest car. I'm going to make the most talked about simcha. I'm going to have power. That, that's that's not a covered. Roish l'shualim is not a covered. It's the opposite. That means I'm more shul than the tail of the shul. I want to be a zon of la royos whenever I can because that's who I am. That's my essence. How can I connect myself more to the world of Torah, to the world of Tamid Chachomim? How can I connect myself more to the Blat Gemara? How could that be more of my life, not just an additional or something that I do, but it's central no matter how much time, or even if it's at, at, at whatever level it is. But it's an alayah, it's an aliyah, it's a lion. 
It's a lion. I'm, I'm, the, I'm holding the same lion as Abchayim. Yeah, he's the head of the lion. But where's my heart? Where's my soul? Where's my neshama? Where's my essence? Where am I? That makes me a lion. Gemara says that. Perhaps the Pshad is the famous Gemara Masech, the Psachim. Rabbi Yosef is talking about the Yontav of Shavuos, the Yontav of Atzeres, that you have to make an igla tilts to make especially some sumptuous meal. Because Ilav ha yoyme de kogorim kama Yosef ike b'shuk. If not to this day of Matan Torah, I would have been just a Yosef b'shuk. I would have been a Yosef in the marketplace. And now, because of Matan Torah, I'm Rabbi Yosef of the Talmud Chochem. That's the greatness of Matan Torah? That's sort of Yosef says, why is Matan Torah so, such an extraordinary day? Yes, it's very wonderful. He has Torah to learn. But Matan Torah, the whole world, all the worlds, all the Malachim, everything exists on the Torah. If there's no Torah, the whole world goes back to destruct the Torah of Avoyu. So the most important thing about Matan Torah is, look at me. I would have been Yosef Bashuka now. I'm Nav Yosef. We see from here, Amoyed Vikazachra Boisai. The Torah can hold up all the worlds. The Torah brings chiyas into every facet of creation. The Torah is a source of all Kedushan existence. Yet all that the Torah does for the world, and all the Torah does for the Malachim, doesn't compare to what the Torah does to a person, to what it does for a person who's aligned with Torah. That could take a boss of Adam, who would have been a Yosef B'Shukah, and turn him into a Heilega Amoyre, Rabbi Yosef. Look at what Torah we saw in front of our eyes. Amalech Elikim. We lived through it. We saw a person at Ne'er Dolok HaRoshe, V'royim Misoif O'Elam HaTsoif on a daily basis. Like the Rabbi Chonon said about the Chofetz Chaim, you saw every single day, you was Royim Misoif O'Elam HaTsoif. I'm going to go through all the stories. The stories will never end. And, and today these stories are recorded and, and they're, they're, they're verifiable. They're not stamaisas. They're, they're mamish. We saw this. We saw what Torah does to a human being. So Kaddish Baruch of course HaKadosh Baruch Hu can put Kedushin. He can put a base on Mignesh in the world. But that's HaKadosh Baruch Hu putting Kedushin into the world. So when he takes it out, okay, it's a terrible thing. But the Kedushin that a person can put into the world, if that gets taken away, that's a bigger siluk, that's a bigger destruction than the taking out the Kedusha Kodesh Baruch who put into the world. But taking out the Kedusha that a person, a human being, puts into the world. And that's Neget every one of us. Every part of my journey to become closer to Rav Yosef, to become more tired, more avoid, more Erlechai, more Midas into myself. I'm taking and it's making a person that is filling the world with sanctity, with halikait. That's the lesson that we have to take. Look, look what happens to a person. So I won't be there. Even a son of Laroy is, is a lion. 
And every time we do it, it transforms us, it's changed, and it changes our whole surrounding. And Akash Baruch Hu woke us up. Ani Yishayna Valibi Eh. He's telling us something about ourselves that we need to hear and that we need to understand, that we need to live with. Yiddishkeit is not a very complicated, not a very complex issue. It's a very simple faith. Yeah, there's a lot of complexities. People grapple with all sorts of issues, all sorts of questions. That's because we are complex. But the Yahadus itself is very, very simple. Very simple. <clears throat> and the reason it's simple is because of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. Yitzhiya Mitzrayim made it easy for us. You know, Rebbe Yosef Chaim Zonnefeld, Yushlaim Erov, used to, uh, by Hakafas, he would dance one Hakaf with all the children. And then they would sing the Nigin, there was a tune to Ein Kalekeinu. And the children Ein Kalekeinu, Mi Kalekeinu. And he asked them a question, he says, normally you ask a question, then you give an answer. So we should say, Mi Kalekeinu, Mi Kadenin. And we should answer, Ein Kalekeinu, Ein Kadenin. Why do we start with Ein Kalekeinu? We say the answer, but the answer before the question. So he said in Yerushalayim, there's Moras Tzitkiyo, there was a cave. People used to explore the cave, and it had a lot of twisting and turning and so you go in, you want to make sure you have to find your way out. So in each turn, you would mark, make a, something, a mark on the wall. So you know when you came back, you kept looking for the markings, you know how you entered, you know how to, how to find the way out. So by putting the solution before the problem, you know that you can solve every problem. He said, if we start off with questions, we may become so entangled, we never find our way out. The first thing we know is, we know the answer. From here on, any question we'll ever have, we heard the answer first. It was clear. It was a time it was clear to us. And one of the boys, Yishlaim boy, he went to Europe and somehow he got caught up. He spent the war years going through all the horrors of the, of, of the Holocaust. He was in the concentration camp and he said, what kept me, I had so many questions. What kept me the whole time was, I heard Enkelekeinu. I remember hearing that Enkelekeinu. Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim is our Enkelekeinu. Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim was put into us at a molecular level, was put into us with such, we saw HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we saw it with such a pashtis, we saw it with such a clarity. The Rapsodic asks, he says, why? You know, we know in Yiddishkeit, meant to have a muna. Questions, a whole night based on questions. You don't ask questions on the mitzvahs again and again. Make the kids ask. Why? Why does it? Perhaps the pshat is. <laughs> it's his time as the answer. Once you start with the answer, all the questions are just lupulpula. We're talking and learning, not asking questions. Not asking questions. We saw with the clarity, and that clarity makes it simple for us. Reb Chaim, was our enkel in It really was. He really was. Who 
whoever saw this, whoever lived through this, saw with such a clarity, with such a simplicity, what the MS is. We saw what happens to a Yid who learns Torah. We saw how, how the whole world recognized the MS. Everybody, even the, the secular world, just marveling. Everybody knows the truth. Everybody knows, everybody knows what the MS is. We saw the MS. We've lived through this. It's part of us. Pirkei Beleza says that brings the Pasuk and HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to take us out of Mitzrayim Ro Dam HaBris V'Dam HaPesach Nismali Rachmam Al Yisrael Shanema V'Ever Alayich V'Erech Mizboiseses B'Domoyich The Pasuk in Yecheskel V'Nismali HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'Rachmim why does it say twice? again of Dam Pesach and Dam Milo, Atem Asidim Malchus Rashi brings, the Rabbi Shalom did everything. We were ready to be taken out of us, and we just needed to have a schus. So we had the Dam Pesach and Dam Mila. Says the Pirk Rabbi these are the two schus that we're going to need to have at the very end. The final stage of Geula. What is Dam Pesach? And what is Dam Mila? Dam Pesach is the ability to have spiritual forbearance. Spiritual dignity, spiritual courage to be able to stand in the face of the Mitzrayim and take their sheep, take their gods not being afraid throwing off the yoke of their bondage on our souls and be able to take these tzoyin and be makrakot in Pesach that's Dam Pesach. Dam Pesach is our ability not to be spoiled from the gods of Egypt. And for everything that they tell us and direct us and demand of us, how much, how much we, we live in the fear of I have to resonate with everything that they have to say, every latest trend, everything that everybody's doing, every latest stuff, whatever it is, every latest idea. That's slavery. That's avdus. <coughs> that wears down a person. What is damila? Damila is the readiness and the ability to have sometimes physical discomfort. We don't always have to be comfortable. Sometimes things don't have, don't have to be. Mila was, was a difficult thing. So it was hard for them to do. That's a level of hakrava that we need in order to be zoichet to gula. Why? Because when we don't have dam pesach, we don't have dam mila, we become very comfortable in golos, and we feel like we're not missing anything. We feel that that's where we belong. 
Dam Pesach and Dam Mila, our ability to have spiritual courage, our ability to have physical courage. This is what takes us and tells us that we belong to a different world. And then it's simple. Yes, our children are able to see Eliyahu and Nabi at the door and say, of course, come right in. The most natural place for Eliyahu and Nabi to sit is by Yitzay the table. To us, we already have lived in the world of Cheshboi Nisram. We became much more complicated. We're too complex. We went away from the simple faith. So I'm trying to figure out uh, who's playing a trick on me. Because don't yet feel this is our real world. So it seems odd. It seems... What do you think? You know, we think of Mashiach as some sort of Indian. It's a beginner. It's a physical reality. Look around. We're going to be walking very soon. We're walking down the streets of Yerushalayim. Push it. I'm going to grab you and say, Harry, remember? Remember we were in the West Side? We wanted, hey, it really happened. It's plain push. This is basic Yiddishkeit. Look at the Rambam. This is Yiddishkeit 101. This is what it's going to be. It seems so foreign to us. And so otherworldly to us because we're entrenched in this world and he sits down to that seder seder night that's when we say that's when we say say the night I know I'm in Yerushalayim say the night I'm in the base of Migdosh say the night I'm part of a different reality HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mamish wrenching us out of the place that we don't belong. We don't belong in Mitzrayim. We're not meant to be enslaved by their mentality, by their shtusim, by their nonsense. That if we would even think about it for a moment, we, we, we can't even think where we're running, where we're going, what are we doing, what's, who's... who's... You know, today we have... We have more available to us. We have, we have more physical comfort available, more, more oil and hazard than ever was ever available, and yet people are less and less happy, more and more miserable. Could anybody explain it? It's poshit. It's poshit because it's not food for us. We're rockneers. We'll never be satisfied until we nourish our neshamas. Never. It's never going to help us. Anybody knows it. But you can't stop running. Why? That's Shibud Mitzrayim. It's like a chain. Take us out of Golas. He's ready to do it. We have to, we have to give him this. We have to know where we are and who we are, what we are part of, and know it with such a clarity. Know such a clarity. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed us. He showed it to us. I think every single Yid felt something in him that he may never have felt in his life. That's the Kol Doidi Doifek. He's saying, Pischili. Because Baruch Hu's knocking. We feel every Pesach, our heart beats quickening in anticipation of Gula. But now, now we feel the Kol Doidi Doifek begging us, Pischili. The Ebishlon's helfen should be Zoyche to rise to the reality of who we are. We are the Am HaShem, the Am HaNivchor. 
belong, we belong to a different world. We belong to a world of nitzchis. We belong to a world of redemption. This year should be in the base of Migdash to bring the carbon Pesach. Amen.